Welcome to Figuring It Out, a podcast to help you master your craft, solve some of life's challenges, and find joy in your personal and professional life. My name is Kevin England. I am a proud father, a lifelong entrepreneur, and the CEO of Bonazon, a digital marketing, advertising, and media agency in Southern California serving clients worldwide. In each episode, we're going to share some heartfelt stories and practical advice from myself and other amazing guest speakers. So let's dive right in and figure it out together. All right. One of the biggest challenges I see facing people in business and in life is failing to create emotional connections. If you're not creating an emotional connection with your prospects, your customers, and your employees, then you're doing yourself and your company, I got to tell you, a grave disservice. And these days, with, with people living un, with you know, greater anxiety, uncertainty, and even isolation, that's what we're all looking for. We're looking for connections that matter. And that kind of jumps me into kind of today's tip. People need extra information, reassurance, and support more than ever before. So let's refocus on the basic fundamentals of life, which is care and compassion. And I know that's kind of a tall order. So today we're going to dig into exactly how to create, establish, and cultivate long-lasting emotional relationships with your prospects, customers, and your number one most important asset, your employees. This is one of the most critical aspects of establishing new business and ensuring lifelong customer relationships, especially now when the hard sell is absolutely tone deaf. We have to rethink our sales and marketing as we build more empathetic customer experiences. The new normal in 2020 and beyond is about humanizing the customer experience so that we're actually touching lives and livelihoods of the people that we want to engage with. All right, don't believe me. This is, you know, I'm going to kind of bring this up every once in a while through these podcasts. Let's check the stats. A recent study conducted found that 64% of U.S. consumers feel that companies have lost touch with the human element of the customer experience. In addition, it found that 70% of emotionally connected customers will spend more than twice as much, let's think about that, twice as much on the brands that they're loyal to. In today's digital and and hopefully our post-COVID world, (laughs) creating emotional connections can be really somewhat daunting but it's absolutely imperative. And we're gonna discuss how to create these connections digitally, but we'll do that a little bit later. So first, I wanna tell you a little story, and I'm gonna take you way back to when I was a young entrepreneur, and it was in the late 80s, early 90s, when I was in the process of building my first business, and I discovered the importance of creating emotional connections. And as I mentioned in in my first episode, I've always tried to surround myself with people and professionals that I could that I could learn from. And one of those first was a guy named Bob McGonigal, and I'll I'll never forget Bob. He was an amazing mentor, and I'm gonna try to get you to picture him as I do. Um, he's this uh, husky guy uh, in his mid 40s. Reminds me a lot of Jim Belushi, although without the comedy act. He had this big smile, super likable. He's kind of like the humble hero, right? Not over the top or like a supernova like his brother, but totally relatable. And the best part is he had this innate ability to captivate an audience when he spoke. And people truly listened to him. 
I was in awe of Bob, and I wanted to be able to command a room just like he did, and, and to be able to pull people closer while still inspiring them. So one day, we're working on this project together, and I asked him what I needed to do or what I could do to get people to listen to me like they did with him. And I remember he kind of had this, this chuckle, like this smirk on his face, like he knew some big secret. And he said, before anyone or any group of people will truly listen to what you have to say, you have to first establish an emotional connection. And that was kind of my oh shit moment where I, I started to realize that. And this was the real paradigm shift for me because I just used to yap all the time and talk, talk, talk. And then he went on and he said, in order to do that, you should focus, <laughs> hit this, on four human senses, touch, vision, hearing, and speech. Now remember, this, this was in the early 90s, so technology wasn't as pervasive, um, and in-person events or engagements were still very prevalent. And, and we're going to kind of coin this a little bit. You could call this Bob's philosophy the four senses of the first impression. Because he went on to tell me that first impressions are the most important. Then he details how to shake the, you know, how he would shake the hand of every person that he meets and always properly introduce himself. And he said the simple handshake or touch tends to reinforce a positive feeling about a would-be stranger and reduce the likelihood of a negative first impression. I think I got that. And I think we all can get that. You know, even today, you know, we realize, you know, that, that touch is a very important part of our lives. Right now we're doing an elbow bump or a nod um, because of social distancing, but we see the importance of that. And I think that we all understand that. And we miss it because Zoom fatigue is a real thing. Anyways, all right. The next thing Bob tells me is to go sit behind his desk. Well, that was pretty damn exciting to me because my desk at the time in those days was my dining table at home. So I sat down behind his nice big executive chair and before I could relax or even get used to it, he walks over and he introduces himself like, like we didn't even know each other with a nice strong handshake, firm grip, in charge but friendly. And then he sits in the chair in front of me, kind of across the desk. And he folds his arm and he looks at me for about 10 seconds until I'm feeling kind of a bit uncomfortable. I think we all know the silence. Something kind of like this. All right. <laughs> then he starts to talk and he asks several questions that pertain to the customer that we are working on to support our project. And he asked me a couple of questions as if I were the client. And since I had knowledge of the customer, I responded with what I thought were the right answers. I mean, it was, it was absolutely a great conversation. In fact, regardless of like the role play that we were having, it made me feel like I had this amazing grasp of the client and their problems. It also seemed like he really understood me because every time I would respond, he would almost reiterate a portion of my response like out loud and then piggyback it with another question. When we were done, I was like, oh, that was cool. And now what about my original question? How do I get people to listen to me like, like they do with you? And, and he went back and he reiterated again that I needed to use these four senses, which was touch, vision, hearing, and speech. 
Okay. And then he went on and he analyzed our role play session, you know, against those four senses. And he started off with touch. And he said, remember that, that's an introduction. And he mentioned, you know, that firm handshake, that friendly handshake that we had. And he said, you know, it's helpful to think of that handshake as a mirroring moment when we're both kind of leaning in, smiling, and confirming that we're both wholly engaged in, a, in the beginning part of our conversation. I got that. And then he goes on to vision. He says, now I noticed, though, within the first 30 seconds, I could tell by your body language that you were nervous and, and kind of skeptical. So I initially, he said, mirrored your body language with mine, which is why I crossed my arms. And he said, over the conversation, I got you to start mirroring my body language. You know, did you notice that by the end of our discussion, this is what he tells me, your arms were no longer crossed and you began to sit forward in your chair like I was doing. And both of us were having a more closer, more intimate conversation. That, he said, was the beginning of our emotional connection. I was starting to wow a little bit. The concept of mirroring really kind of hit home for me. I started to get it. And then he starts talking about hearing. And he said, you know, although, you know, I already kind of had an idea of the solution to your problems as the business that we were talking about, I first needed to establish a trust relationship before I jumped into it. So through a series of questions, I got you to convey and confirm each issue independently so that I could establish a deeper understanding of your challenges and how they affected you and your business. All right. He said, by reiterating those key pain points back to you, you began to feel like I not only understood you, but that I was able to solve your problems because I took the time to actually listen before giving you my solution. And there's that whole concept again of mirroring. And then he goes into speech. He said, Bob said, the biggest problem with most people is that they are so excited to talk, which I was, that they didn't stop, shut up, and listen. And he said, that's the key. He said, notice that I never interrupted you. I took note of what you were saying. And then in the end, I provided you with a solution that in your words, in your words, he said, would solve your problems. So this mirror, 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 right? That's kind of the concept that I got out of it. And it made such uh, sense to me. I was impressed, you know, but he wasn't done. <laughs> and he went on and he summarized. And he said, during our conversation, when we were speaking together, I understood your pain points and challenges. And I established my credibility as an expert. And I even highlighted some of our shared values. By using, he said, this methodology, he said, you will be able to get people to feel emotionally connected and want to listen to what you have to say. Now that, I think, was the answer that I was looking for all along. And now it finally made sense. All I could say was, wow. And that conversation has stuck with me for 30 plus years and has made a huge difference in my life and I hope it does in yours. Now, I obviously know that this world that we live in is very different than it was back then and technology has dramatically changed our lives and everybody, everybody is struggling with the new challenges in our current more socially distanced environment. But people are still emotional creatures 
and we value an emotionally derived customer experience. And that hasn't changed. And I don't think it ever will. In fact, I think it's even more true in these uncertain times like they are today that we all want to be heard and we all want to feel connected to the products and brands that we purchase or even the people that we do business with. So our question today and our let's figure it out moment is to how do we create an emotional connection to a digital brand? And how do we do this online? So I wonder, can we use the same methodology that Bob taught me 30 years ago? Does an in-person or can an in-person connection be defined digitally? And if so, how do we do that? Well, we're going to look into that, but we're going to look into that in the next episode. I feel like I've given you plenty to think about already um, that you can apply to many of your daily interactions until we get together again. But let me leave you with this, and it's kind of like this little extra bonus tip. <laughs> um, you might have noticed that um, there was a human sense missing from Bob's methodology. Um, can you guess what it was? I'll give you a, a couple of seconds. It was a sense of smell. And after thinking about it, I realized that Bob left it out probably on purpose. Um, it's pretty damn hard to bring smell into a discussion about first impressions without, I guess, turning it into kind of a comedy act. But, I'll, but I'm going to take a shot. And, and I'd love to hear whether or not you think this was a, a bit of a stretch or not. Um, you can email me um, at kevin.england at bonazon.com, you know, with your thoughts or ideas. All right, so smell. Bob didn't say this. I'm saying this. Scent is invisible, and yet it's all around us. It's complex. Our lives are dominated by the visual sense, but scent can trigger even a deeper emotion or emotional response. You know, it does this through a variety of different signals, which are like these chemical signposts that help us to interpret the world around us. So the bridge to the first impression is this. Be aware of the subtle, invisible signal, signals that you're sending in your first meetings. From the moment you shake hands to the moment you say goodbye to somebody, keep an open mind and an open heart and think of projecting a smile onto the person across from you. Because it will show um, these subtle little tells in your body language, which is truly an important part of that entire process of creating that amazing introduction. Okay, think about that for just a second. And can you remember the last time you met with a distracted client or a distracted employee? Or the, maybe if you're a parent, the last time your son or daughter, you know, sat in front of you and was kind of wiggling around when you're talking to them about something that's important, maybe their chores or something like that. I, I know those could be kind of extreme examples, but I just thought I would point those out. Um, these things project a ton of unattended cues, um, unseen signals that, you know, maybe you didn't want to be there. So make sure you don't and, and, and do the same and think about that the next time you're engaging with somebody. And that's the perfect little bridge, I guess, into the next thing. I am glad to be here and grateful that you are too. 
this podcast has been something that has been a long time in the making, and I can't tell you how excited and honored I am to be able to spend this time with you. I have so much more I'd love to share, and I hope that you'll tune into future episodes. The next one, I'll show you how to apply these physical senses to your digital marketing. And I can't wait to dive right into that. So until next time, I'm Kevin England. Keep figuring it out.